Hey, North Star, welcome to another episode of Digging Deeper, where we help you lock eyes with Jesus and take a step towards him. Today's scripture reading is Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. God's word says this. Afterward, he was traveling from one town and village to another, preaching and telling the good news of the kingdom. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. Mary called Magdalene, seven demons had come out of her, Joanna, the life of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna and many others who were supporting them from their own possessions. Today's would be titled, Joanna the Sponsor. As we continue to look at the life of Joanna as recorded in Luke 8 and as well as Luke 24 and 25. Now, we've, we covered yesterday that there are five things that we know about Joanna's life from the testimony of Scripture. So in review, we know that Joanna was healed of evil spirits or sickness by Jesus. Number two, that Joanna helped fund Jesus's ministry, which is where we're going to focus in today. We know that Joanna assisted in the burial of Jesus. We know that Joanna witnessed Jesus's empty tomb. And lastly, we know that Joanna was one of the first to ever proclaim Jesus's resurrection from the dead. So let's dig a little bit deeper into this reality that Joanna helped fund Jesus's ministry. Let's think, for three years, Jesus and his disciples traveled, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom of God. Jesus, we know, ceased to be a carpenter. He was more likely a tradesman or a stonesmason, but we understand it. it was a, some people would call him a carpenter. We know that Peter and Andrew and James and John, four of Jesus's 12 disciples, that they ceased to be fishermen. But we see that in Matthew 4, 18 through 21. So their only job, their only vocation was to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. So have you ever wondered how did they afford to live? How did they buy food? I mean, you know that one of the 12 was going to need replacement sandals or, or a new robe after three years of walking from town to town in the arid climate. So how were the disciples' needs met? How were Jesus' needs met? The quick answer, Joanna and these women. As we discussed yesterday, each of these women had a personal reason to support Jesus and to support his ministry out of the overflow of their own experience. And so clearly, as we see in the text here, is that this support was not only spiritual or emotional, but it was financial. In fact, the, the word possessions used in verse 3 is the Greek word hyparko, meaning that it's, it's all that belongs to someone, someone's property, someone's possession, someone's means. All of these women, all that they had was at Jesus's disposal, which is what made his traveling ministry possible. Now, the, another question would be, where did these women come up with the funds to support Jesus? We can only speculate, but here are a few viable options. Number one is they were engaged in the, and actively in the industry. Think Lydia here in the seller of purple goods. Or another option is that they're potentially widowed, and so the wealth of their husband has been given to them. Or, or another option would be that they come from um, affluent families in which they were given gifts along and along. But regardless of how they acquired the wealth, what's important here is that, that they leveraged all that they had for the ministry of Jesus Christ. That Joanna and these women were not just recipients of the grace of God, but they were also ministry partners in the grace of God. Uh, maybe think about it this way. 
in one of the hallways at the Children's Hospital of Alabama, the walls are lined with photos and stories of children who were born premature or, or who were battled cancer, and then kind of like a then and now there's a now, where there's a picture that's showing them a variety of the things that they're doing as they thrive, from playing professional football or teaching elementary school or even practicing law. Um, one of the photos in particular is specifically poignant. Um, it tells the story of a young child who was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer who was then treated at that very hospital. But then the, the now picture is a photo of the same girl who is now a cancer doctor at the same hospital. She was once a recipient of care, and now she is the one who is providing care to sick children. And so in the same way, in a similar way, we are recipients of the grace of God, which then compels us to be partners in the mission of God. So whether it is financial or spiritual or emotional, or maybe it's a mixture of all three, we are called to partner in the mission of God. For Joanna, it was her financial means. For you, it could be any combination of your gifts, your passions, and whatever is a part of your story. But regardless, today, may we take this from the life of Joanna. May we get off the bench and participate in the purposes of God. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for your word. Pray that by the power of your spirit that this passage, God, would, would transform us into the likeness of Christ. Lord, I pray that you would get us up off of the bench and get us in the game, God, to be participating in your purposes. Father, we, we would just uh, declare the truth that your love compels us to go. So may we go today, Lord. And Father, we pray this through your son and by your spirit. Amen. Amen.